Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence, one stripe at a time. Well, hey, everybody, Wes McDonald here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of TigerTube. And if you can't see us, if you can only hear us, that means you're listening on Tiger Paw Radio. I want to thank you very much for that. Uh, Jeff McWilliams, how are you, Jeff? I'm doing great, Wes. Thank you. Yeah. And hey, listen, nobody knows you better than you know yourself. Uh, so would you take a moment and introduce yourself to our audience? Absolutely. Uh, it's great to be here, first of all. Stoked to uh, share some leadership philosophy from the company that I work with, the team I work with. Uh, I was a customer at Blind Zebra for a couple of years and then had the opportunity to join the team in July of this year as VP of Growth. So we are constantly growing out our current contracts. We're looking at new businesses, deeper and wider with our current customer base. So that's the VP of Growth position that I'm so familiar with. But at the same time, I also get to deliver content. So as a certified trainer, I facilitate the peer groups that we'll talk about today. And I also do pro clinic training. I love it. That's great. And I actually got to sit in on one of uh, your sessions last week. And maybe that's, uh, you know, kind of a good segue. Uh, can you describe for us how the name of Blind Zebra came, you know, up? Who kind of leads the organization? What What's the story there? Yeah, uh, sure. It's... Uh, it's a bit confusing for those who don't know. So blind zebra is a term to describe a bad NFL official. Um, our founder, however, is a very good one uh, because <laughs> he is now in the NFL. Uh, I don't know how many years he's been officiating, I think since he was in high school. He's a young guy. Um, and as an 18 year old wrote down on his vision board, he wanted to officiate a, a uh, Super Bowl by the age of 51. And this year he had the Rams and the Bengals. And he was 52, so he missed it by one year. Wow. So super impressive. This is, I believe, his ninth season. Um, a lot of our terms for our peer groups and our training and our practice sessions will come from NFL terminology. Um, so you'll hear that throughout our podcast, I'm sure. Yeah, I just love that. And and this idea of, you know, shoot for the moon, as we often say sometimes, right, that people are capable of so much more uh, than they think they are. And, you know, even the fact that he was 52 instead of 51, like people would not have accomplished that in their life, right? Like, how can you be that close with an arrow, you know, when you set a goal that way? So pretty exciting, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty inspirational. And, and as such, the story is so phenomenal that he is oftentimes asked to be a guest speaker for sales kickoffs and for uh, associations and groups that get together. Um, and his sessions run the full gamut from strategic to motivational and sometimes people say, hey, be inspirational, but give us a few few tools to leave with. So that's what he does on the side because it is such a phenomenal story. Yeah. And I and I love it. And speaking of tools, right? Maybe we'll get into a little bit about this. But you know, for sales leadership, as I mentioned at the beginning, we don't often, you know, focus enough on how to move them through. And one thing that really impressed me about Blind Zebra, some of the structure or money of things that I do, you know, for myself and our own organization. Uh, we use, uh, we have an L10 every week, for example, uh, right, in which we have very uh, sort of structured sessions. And some of this rang to that and a lot of fresh things in there as well that I've I've never, uh, you know, really heard of before, right? So, you know, for, you know, for sales leaders, um, you know, why, why is this so important for them to work with other sales, uh, sales leaders in, in a format like this? 
Yeah, first of all, we are also an EOS house. We are very process focused around sales methodologies and leadership philosophy. So naturally, EOS made sense. Um, we have a saying at Blind Zebra, which is sales leaders deserve outside counsel. And, and that's really it. So if you think about how this came about, the uh, group Vistage, which is international, is a collection of business principles that get together and share war stories and try and help each other out. And through that networking connectivity, they enrich each other's professional lives. So I think Brian was in it for 11 years, our founder. And he said, boy, this would be awesome to have a meeting specifically for sales leadership, VPs of sales, CROs, directors, Here's what's cool about it. When you boil it down, it doesn't matter the industry. They all have two things in common. They're in charge of revenue and people. Yes. <laughs> so whether it's through recruitment, talent retention, and the tools around compensation and organizational health, um, being a sales leader for many years, I found it very therapeutic for me to have a three-hour session once a month to learn from my peers, to actually get some things off my chest, um, and to have a safe place and some space to uh, work on my um, skills as a sales leader. When we're going through it, I'm going to kind of move through some of the stuff. Maybe you can talk to it, right? Because I really liked uh, when you guys were talking through kind of the structure of what these uh, monthly meetings look like, right? And one of the first things that was brought up is this question. I love it um, because it didn't have anything to do with sales numbers or some of the typical things people might be looking for, right? But it was very simple. It was like, how are you feeling, right? Like, you know, life and business on a scale of one to seven. Can you maybe talk through that and why it's the first thing uh, that, that you go through every every month? Yeah, naturally, icebreakers are effective if used right, the right way. And so for us and our combines, our opening icebreaker is part of the required process. So it's the same one every time. Um, everybody checks in. So say you're virtual, you're on a Zoom call like this, there are 10 other of your peers in, in coaching combine number seven. Let's say you're in that one and you guys meet the second Tuesday of every month at 11.30 Eastern and you go until 2.30. And, and so that's that one. So at the beginning of it, uh, you check in under life and business, one to seven, zero to 10. So standard, we just don't do that. We do one to seven. <laughs> uh, but here's the catch. You can't choose a five. Um, you need to lean in one direction or another. If you're five, it, things are okay. But if you if you say four, your trajectory is downward. And that's something we may talk about. If it's six, then you're trending upwards. And that's a good thing. So it's a it's an exercise to get you off to the off of the fence. And I've been in a group for two years where somebody would check in uh, under life as a seven, but business as a two. Mm. And, and we may stop for a second and say, OK, that's pretty heavy. Let's talk about that. Why? And answers come out you know we we provide the space for it so that check-in typically lasts for about 30 minutes there are a couple other things we'll talk about but we always start off with life and biz and you'll also hear in our office in our sales process with like wes if i was pulling you through coming into a combine and we're on our second call and we're trying to pick the right group for you i may say hey bud before we go through this thing uh, we've got some q a to do and some catch up from our last call but where are you in life and biz one to seven, and you might just provide me a little update before we actually get into the call. So we are. Well, let me go with that then. Uh, maybe I'll try one right now. So in life, I would say that uh, starting right now, um, I'm probably at a at a seven. Actually, uh, last night I had an opportunity to go out for dinner with my wife, and my daughter. Um, haven't done that in a long time, so it's just really good to have that that family time, right? 
And uh, maybe for work right now, I'm probably feeling a, about a three because I had a, um, a really, you know, I was excited about a webinar that was going to be presented by uh, the president of my company with uh, another dealer that I work with. And uh, my boss is really sick. Like he he went down, he couldn't do it. Right. So, mm. you know, professionally, that kind of that puts me down there. Right. And and it's really neat just going through that experience. Like I can actually feel that again. Right. Sort of how I'm worried about him. I'm worried, you know, that he's OK. And uh, but yet how good personally, you know, that was for me last night. Right. So, yeah, really cool. That is great. And so if you and I are in the same group, I might hit you up on Slack channel and say, hey, I heard you today. I'm here for you. If you want to talk about it, give me a buzz. Or I may say, hey, at three o'clock, I'm going to give you a call because I'm going through something very similar. Right. And I can use some guidance. So that's what the group provides. I love it. Yeah. So thinking about my boss uh, a lot right now. And, um, you know, the next thing that we kind of went into, and, and I do like these structures, right? The, the thing that you call the BTS, the best thing since, right? So maybe explain that. BTS. And funny because Brian mentions it. He goes, his kids know it's a K-pop band from Korea. Yeah. <laughs> BTS stands for best thing since. And so since our last meeting, what's the best thing professionally that's happened? Uh, you might have come out of your best quarter, your best month, your best new deal, uh, something like that. You retained a customer who was going through some sort of churn and you put together a plan and they stayed. So you get to do a little bit of this and celebrate the look backwards on things that are actually really good in your life. So it forces yeah. that best thing since. Yeah, so important, right? And uh, that's one of the things I do. I actually lead a group called the Top 100 uh, every week. And one of the things that I start with is the win of the week, right? Because I think it's important to reflect on, you know, what's gone right, because we often do get into a lot of issues, right? Um, the calls are private, they're not recorded. So, you know, we often talk about some pretty serious stuff impacting the industry, but it's always nice to get off on the right foot. Nice. Um, and then I like how you sort of frame these things as well. One of the other things I picked up was this idea of an issue as a problem statement, right? How to, you know, how do I, you know, fill two open seats before the end of Q2 or, you know, these other things, right? And, you know, why is it important to, you know, for us to share those problem statements? Yeah, we're all swimming in it together. And it forces us to say, this is what my biggest challenge is in front of me. So, the, to round out our check-ins, we talk about the, the biggest challenge in front of us for the next 30 days. It could be revising a comp plan. It could be you have a new COO and you're working about how to work best together and what are some of the approaches. Um, it could be uh, dropping a new product line and you're worried that marketing isn't prepared for the go-live date. Okay, so that's your biggest challenge. So what will happen is as a group, part of the process is to do what's called issue processing. And we'll take one of the biggest challenges. And as a group, we all decide that's the one we want to work on. What's crazy is there'll be two or three that are very close in description. Uh, mm. So it's natural for the group to go, that one looks pretty good. I was on the receiving end one time where uh, Brian said, Jeff, I, we, I want to explore yours. Group, do you want to as well? And the group said, yes, let's do it. I forget what the topic was, but there were two common things on the board that I thought the group would benefit from. So I said, that's actually a problem for me. So I'm number three on that one. Can we jump over? Can we pivot? And then we said as a group, let's go do it. So that forces us to come up with our how-to statement. So before you can process the issue, you have to ask the question, how do I? <laughs> I love it. And I also love the fact that you just interjected that that was also a problem for me, right? Like, like for you, that's like, okay, that's going to help us all. Because I think this whole idea of this, this peer idea, and it's something I heard you 
uh, discussed in the call as well is we can't come too fast to answers, right? That if we're asking a you know a question uh, to help somebody in a in a thing, it should actually be a real question, not an answer in disguise as a question, right? I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big thing we do too, and I'll talk more about that. But if you are too early in making recommendations to fix it, like if you're focusing on the solve before you've gotten all the questions and the backstory. Uh, we'll throw the flag and we'll say, that sounds like a recommendation too soon, back off. We don't have all the questions <laughs> asked. Not and it's, it's so easy to do, right? Like, you know, when you have, uh, when you're in your day-to-day -day job, that's typically what you're doing is you're making these fast decisions and giving people, you know, answers on the fly. So it's really good. I love that practice of sitting back and saying, nope, that's not my role in this call. My role is to really ask, like, do some deep digging questions, right? Like, you know, to see if there's, you know, things that I don't understand too, right? That can, you know, yes. kind of go in there. I love it. So yeah, at this point, when you think about all that we've covered, for those who are listening, who are in some form of leadership, ask yourself, when is the last time you were given the space to check in in life and biz? Talk about the most important thing in the last 30 days, your biggest challenge in front of you, and then have a group of people ask you questions to hear you out so that you can actually arrive at what your actual problem is before a group of people can help you solve it. <laughs> like, and, and it's lonely at the top, as they say, right? So how often do you get this opportunity to do that? So yeah, it's so cool. Um, I, I'm going to move through a few of the things just in the interest of time that we do have uh, probably another 10 or 11 minutes together today. Okay. And, and I'm wondering, like, we talked about the clarifying uh, questions, right? L let's talk about when we actually do uh, get down to some recommendations. And I do remember that there was something said about do and say, right? So maybe talk to that when we finally get to that kind of phase in the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before the group transitions into making reflections, which might just be you sound frustrated, or this sounds like a problem we can solve, but you don't see a way, am I right? Or this sounds like it's been happening for a while and you are, this is like your last ditch effort, right? So you can make a reflection and then you can make recommendations. And your recommendations are, uh, have you tried? Because here's what I would do. There's a couple things and this starts to become a list. And then from there, you're into the, here's what I should do, and here's how I should say it. Here's how I should do it, and here's how I should say it. Um, at Blind Zebra, our platform is Think, Do, Say. So one of the things we'll talk about are your mental energies, abundance, detachment, empathy, curiosity, expert persona, all these things that help get your head, heart, and soul right before you go into that situation. So a lot of times we reflect back on where you are mentally as you approach the situation before you're going to do something and how you're going to say it. So it's a, it's a little bit of a therapy for sure. And thinking about how you're approaching, we had a COO on an issue process say that he was looking at this opportunity from a, a source of a lack of abundance because it was his only deal between now and the end of the year. And he didn't do an ROI discussion. He didn't know what the next steps were for this customer. He couldn't understand why they're being so stubborn. And the question was, why is this so important to you? <laughs> and he says, because it's my only big deal between now and the end of the year. So I don't have any abundance to pull from. I'm like, this right. is so closely attached to it. And then, so he's not looking at it from above the problem. He is so in the problem that it's difficult for him to solve it. So the group was able to provide a lot of feedback, reflections, and recommendations that ultimately helped out. And we got one of our most flattering emails on Friday from the COO saying, I did what you said. And here's how it worked out. It was it was pretty amazing. That's so cool. And and I love this idea of a safe place, right? That 
you know, you can have these conversations as a business leader, which generally you just can't have in the world, right? You don't like, who would you talk to about that in, internally? Probably not your team, probably not others, but it, it's always, uh, as, as I like to say to people, sometimes the, the people that it's, that it's hardest to talk to sometimes are the people you're closest to, right? So family members or, you know, really close friends. And it's so refreshing sometimes to have that network of people that you're working with that obviously become close with over time, but that you understand why you're together, right? Like we're literally together to go through this process together to share these things. I just think it's so energizing. Yeah, we won't let anyone come in and and watch to try and learn if it's right for them. It's you're either doing it or you're not because there's a level of confidentiality about what's about to be shared in there. Right. And you have to respect that. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and I did appreciate that. I did sit through at least the uh, you know, the introduction session to talk about how the combines work and you know, et cetera. So you do those things so people have an understanding. And and I totally get it with the group that I lead on Wednesdays. It's the same time every Wednesday, right? At three o'clock, we get together and uh everyone in there knows that it's it's private and confidential, right? So th there's no, you know, yeah, it's important that those that we stick to those things, right? For sure. I love it. Um, one of the last things maybe we'll jump on, right, is this helps when we talk about the, the call-out section. And I think this one is is a, is more of a quick thing, right? So we've talked about tackling some bigger ideas. It looks like in the process, Blind Zebra also looks at some, you know, some quick things, maybe talk about the, you know, the helps. Sure. Yeah. At the end of the session, we asked the group, is there anything that you need help with? And it's completely up to you. I need to, can you recommend a good power washer? I don't care. Whatever it is, you know, it doesn't matter. So the typical process goes check-in, accountability, and then we do a training topic. So typically around some form of leadership, issue processing, and then we wrap up with helps. And helps can really be if your process, if your issue, I'm sorry, didn't get processed, no big deal. You still might need somebody's uh, sample comp plan in the group where there are variables and accelerators based on quarterly targets. Um, you know, renewals versus net new, like what type of variable programs do we have there? Uh, from a cultural perspective, anybody doing anything cool to help address the disconnected nature of our sales teams right now? Like, what are you doing for your virtual teams to help pull people closer? So helps can run the full gamut and it's it's everybody in the group gets to go one or two things and that's how we wrap up. I love it. Well, really enjoyed that. And certainly I enjoy you taking the time today to be able to walk us you know, through some of this, right? And before we finish up, maybe what's the easiest way for folks to get hold of you? Yeah, you can email me at jeff at blind-zebra.com. Uh, any one of us would be happy to run you through some uh, sample programs. Um, we did run a preview on the first, which was very well attended, and we were, we're signing people up. So if you're interested in learning more, uh, let one of us know for sure at, at jeff at blind-zebra.com. Happy to help out. Well, Jeff, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, getting to know you better and uh, to hear about uh, the system that you have and, and the opportunity for sales leadership and other leaders and organizations uh, to sharpen their saws. So uh, for everyone out there that's watched today, I want to thank you for tuning in. And until next time, keep learning. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. If you'd like to listen to more great learning content to help you grow your business, please be sure to visit www.tigerpod.com and click on the resources tab. You can also subscribe to your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep that inner tiger strong.